Greg, it's had an accident at near the Icon. Um, Adam flipped his car. Um, we've called paramedics, so I think you guys should come back here for a bit and so we can regroup. Welcome to Rigged for Dirt, the podcast recorded as the adventure happens. We are at it again. Yes, we are. The thing you just heard is the reason that we're here. Yeah. Um, you know, being on the receiving end of that was one of the more sobering moments, I think, in the past year, um, two, five years. Yeah, easily. I mean, well, no, to years. you personally, I don't know, but I mean, I have to agree that um, for both of us, probably, it's probably been the most sobering thing to happen in a long time. Yeah, well, actually, the most sobering thing was almost dying of pneumonia, but that's yeah, another story. Yeah, that's a- <laughs> we can get into that later, especially with this COVID-19 shit going that'll on. That'll be a great tangent. <laughs> uh, but, but no, um, we were actually coming back towards camp at King of the Hammers where uh, Alan got on the radio and you heard that on our end and I was just like, no, that's what is he saying? Like, it just didn't even, I couldn't even process that information coming in because everything was good. Like we were, we were kind of coming up on the the final day of being out in King of the Hammers and coming back to, to see everyone. We we're going to have a big ass bonfire. Like there were only good things on the horizon right? up to that moment. Right. Everything, your world as you knew it and the plans that you had for that world and the moment and the reason that we were all out here hadn't changed. They were unaltered. Life was progressing as planned up until that moment. Yeah, right? the, the worst thing about that was we were behind on actually filming some stuff that we were going to do. And, you know, so we hadn't even started for the day of where we wanted to be um, with KC. We were doing like this video stuff. And, you know, up to that point, you know, everyone was just hanging out, chilling, like relaxing, shooting the shit. Me and Taylor were out uh, finding uh, Chris from Maxim Transmission to go grab his Ultra 4 car and bring it back over to camp so we could have gotten some shots of it. Um, everything was good. We actually found Chris and um, were, able to, were able to connect with him and he was following us. Like, everything was happening until it stopped happening, until something entirely different started happening, which was getting that radio uh, call coming over the hill, seeing the kind of chaos that was happening around camp, uh, seeing Adam's Jeep on its side, parking the vehicle, running over, seeing Mark on one side of Adam's Jeep on the ground, walking around to the other side and seeing Adam with like blood coming out of his nose and kind of like around his eyes and thinking dudes like bleeding out from every hole you know, um, well, that he had some major traumatic brain injury or something. Were you, you bleeding know? out from, I'm sorry, you know, we're here with Adam. We didn't even introduce Adam. Who? We're sitting here that with one guy? that one guy. Well, the one guy that this is all about, that one dude that this is all about. Um, say hi, Adam. How's it going? So he, hi, he's Adam. probably looking at us like, you guys are talking I'm to me. I'm just sitting here quietly. Like, like, I'm, like, I'm not even here. This is our story. <laughs> this is our story. <laughs> Adam's just It actually kind of is our story. I mean, we're telling it from our perspective at the moment. Adam, um, tell him where we are right now. Right now, we're actually at the scene of the incident. That's right. We drove out here to Johnson Valley, um, Hammertown, just past Hammertown, uh, where Icon had their out their overland um, experience, and um, where we had our minorly life changing experience, um, at least perspective changing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think what what Ollie said is is right. Like, and especially, I can't imagine from your perspective how it feels because whenever someone delivers bad news remotely, like via telephone or radio or however, like it's it's inherently cryptic because you can't give all of the details, right? You can't give someone the full experience of what you're witnessing. Right. So it's always like something happened, you know, even if, even if he did say like in that clip, like, you know, Adam rolled his Jeep, you don't know to what extent, you don't know how bad it is. You don't know how, whether it's benign or it's just a simple topple or something crazy happened. Like it's always cryptic. And so I can only imagine like what you were thinking. And I can speak to that a little bit. Yeah. Um, Up to this point for the past year and a half of, being off road, going on trails. I mean, we went and did Slick Rock and Sourgrass and all those awesome trails with Adam and um, everyone. And it's like we've been in a lot of stuff. We've been in a lot of situations where we could have rolled. Yeah. We've been in situations where it made more sense to roll than what actually ended up happening right here in this on this ground that right. we're sitting on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This by all by all intents and purposes, like should have been nothing because we were at slow speed, flat ground. Um, there was nothing really happening. To Dude, speak it's of. like it was I just mean, a freak accident. Everyone was saying 200 yards, but it's yeah. barely 200 from here to where that hill is. Yeah, 
It's yeah, barely it's like anything. maybe a buck fifty. Yeah, you know, a hundred yards. About, yeah, dude, there was like <laughs> to to have what happened within such a short distance on such flat, basically flat land. Oh, it's totally flat. Um, yeah. Was that's I think the most sobering part of the entire situation. It just goes to show that like don't take your surroundings for granted. It can things can go sideways anywhere. It really doesn't matter where you are. Like, Absolutely, they can go sideways anywhere. And you don't, and the, and the part that the, I think the reason why it's so easy for us to take that for granted is because the, the, the nature of something being a freak accident that automatically labels it as being super rare, never going to happen to you. It's a right. freak thing that you shouldn't worry about or be concerned with. And while that's kind of true, like the part that's not true is that if you're not prepared for it or you take that one little thing that could have been life changing, then yeah, that freak accident could turn into a freak accident versus just an accident. Agreed. Absolutely agree. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, to give people proper background and perspective, let's run through it real quick. Yeah. Um, we actually have Hal here too, who was in the other Jeep. Yep. He was driving near the Jeep. I was a passenger in that Jeep. Um, and I was probably, um, the closest to your tire (laughs) (laughs) when it happened. I mean, I don't know how far this tire is to the seat. Probably what, about a foot? between the my head and that's in that, and that tire and um and i can imagine like how it looked from your seeing end. your tire go up in the air 12 inches from my face and then leave in the distance as we kept going forward was um something i never want to experience again that's I mean, for sure it's one of those like inches versus miles thing where you're yes. just like like i'm looking at the rear of house jeep right now this rear tire and it sticks out maybe a few inches outside of his fender. Yeah. And the fact that you were able to just connect to grab that onto little, that. that little bit. Yeah. And just launched, you know, you up and over. Oh, totally. I mean, that's where the, the freak nature of this entire situation comes in where you guys have done so much wheeling together and you guys have been in doing so many things and nothing like this has happened. And then it happens here. Like, I want people to really get that in their heads that like, this was like, this should have been nothing. Right. And if amount- anything, it should have been a fender bender, like a little tap, just a little love tap. Yeah. Like, and if, yeah. Any, if anything, like, like a little kiss, like a little kiss on the fender. Like yep. that's really like if, if anything, totally. But the amount that you take it for granted is insane. Exactly. Like, you just don't, you don't ever think it's going to happen to you to this extent. It's, it was right? super crazy. And you know, what was also kind of mind blowing is, um, for those of you that have been in that kind of experience where you've had a traumatic experience like that, or you've had something that was kind of like, a moment of danger of sheer danger. Um, it's kind of crazy how your mind like goes so quickly that that reality kind of moves to this slow motion. Like I saw you coming at us, make contact with the tire, raise up into the air. It, it looked like it took a full minute for all that to happen. Yeah. And everything it, like it was like slow-mo, like yeah, matrix style. exactly. It looked like it was um, like, I could see you coming at us. And in my mind, I had already worked out what was going to happen. Like it, it just, it just played out. Like it, it was insane. Like you're, it's just, but you're, it's like going, it's like your brain goes from 30 frames per second to like 120 frames per right. second. It starts processing and it's just processing fast. every little minute detail so much that reality seems like it just happens so slow. Let's uh let's get Hal over here yeah. real quick next to you. Yeah, Hal's here with us. He's standing over by Kayla's Jeep. Um, jump on the mic, Hal. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Hal. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hard introduction. Yeah, but you guys have known each other for a while, right? Yeah, I've known Adam for a few years. Um, we've uh, started out with him just showing up at the shop one day with a Jeep he had bought, and he wanted to, you know, get her going. So, how long ago was that? You think that would have been like four years ago? Oh, okay, right. yeah. So we've watched we've watched the progression of Titan go from just a little mall crawler to a bigger <laughs> mall crawler, and you're to a, a bigger mall crawler. You're the owner of uh, Autotech and Tires. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cool. Yeah. Right on. So how did that go down for you here uh, for the accident itself? Yeah, yeah. So we we'd went out there and checked out the the ATV rollover, you know, and then we we're coming back. And so let's let's back that up real quick. There was a ATV that had rolled over. Yeah. Right. You guys were which back. Which is the, the reason we were down there. Icon camp. Yeah. Yeah. Which was the reason everybody ran out. I mean, everybody looked when from a distance where we're looking, you see something come flying out of the ATV. Yeah. And everybody's thinking somebody hey, flew a, out. A, Someone a got body ejected. Flew out. And so everybody's running around. Who's got this? Who's got that? Who's got a neck brace? Who's got this? Right. And so everybody grabbed their gear and, and took off and ran off. And then I seen frank and brad yep walking over and so 
I wasn't initially going to go over, so I finally told the wife, I'm, I'm going to go and run and pick those guys up and run them out there, too, because, you know, with Brad's experience and everything. Right, exactly. So I stopped, and everybody got on, and we went over there and checked it out. No ejection. It was a it was a part of the uh, actual ATV that had ejected. Yeah, it was a plastic piece. I think it was a fender that flew yeah. off or some, some plastic, so yeah. Once everybody decided to clear from there, we're getting in the rigs, and we're coming back. And as we're coming back over here by the Icon Camp, um, I seen a depression that was where somebody had been doing donuts. So as I slowed down and turned slightly to the right, the next thing we see is Titan coming up the tire. Woo, that wind is that wind is 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 bent on this. Can you here squat down a little bit? Yeah, yeah. The wind's mad mugging me. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, much better. But um, so as the tire went up, and then you know I've replayed that so many times in my head. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I bet. You know, I bet. I I see it the same way every way. Each time, um, I, you know, I'm, I come from law enforcement and first responder, and that was the first time I actually panicked. Oh, wow. Was watching it, because I actually got out, and, and Brad was out of, the, out of our vehicle before we oh, were he even, was out we, like in a, he was like I, a shot. I don't shot. even think we were fully stopped. Yeah, he was like a shot. He, he jumped out. He, he's out of, the, out of the vehicle. I can hear Brad yelling yep. at him. You're right. You know, as I'm, he was yelling, out of the "Don't vehicle. move! Don't move!" Because Adam was like squirming on the ground. He was trying to get Brad back was, up. yeah, Brad was yelling at him, "Don't move! Don't move!" Yeah, Brad slid in on him like uh, he just got a football. Oh, and, he just got into the mode. Yeah, and he, he was, was right, incredible, right on his head, and yeah, he took over right at that point. Wow. Um, man, I'm just glad the way it's turned out, and like I said, once I once I got up there, I, I it's the first time I've ever actually froze. Yeah, in a situation like that. Um, because there was there was a little bit of an emotional thing for you too, because yeah. you guys are pretty close. Yeah, that was that was that was like, you know what what just happened, you know is he okay and then, you know I don't and I and I knew enough not to try to bother Brad to let Brad do what he was doing. So I could see Adam was breathing, he he was moving, he had blood everywhere, he had blood everywhere on yeah. his face. Yeah. But um, I walked away for a little bit as everybody else come up, and then I was getting really you know still concerned. So I went back up, and then he starts cracking jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Adam? Yes. That yeah. would be very Adam. Yeah. <laughs> there, so that is once very the Adam. joke started going, then I knew it wasn't going to be too oh, bad. you ain't going to die. You're good. Even, even with the blood there. <laughs> so let's uh, let's hear that from Adam's perspective now. Like, uh, Yeah, thanks, Hal. Thank you, Hal. Yep. So we just, you know, Hal just kind of laid it out from being on the other side of it. So you run me through it. Right yeah, now. from the driver's seat. Yeah. Well... You know, okay, yeah. You grabbed Mark. UTV rolled. Uh, Mark, he wanted to jump in my rig, and he wanted to fill the suspension with the ORI. So I yeah. said, yeah, like, let's jump in. Let's go. So as we're, I'm coming up, you know, I did kind of get on a little bit. Second gear, I think my top speed was like around 40. On the way out. On the way, yeah. Yeah. On, well, I, even on the way back up. And so we were just coming, and I was starting to, you know, gain on Hal on his um, passenger side. Yeah. And I can see how out of the corner of my eye i was aware of where i was at but i didn't think about being in his blind spot right exactly and, and let's, let's just make it clear 40 out here is like slow compared to yeah all i mean the on, our way, and- on our way out here to meet up with everyone um josh and i we opened up to like 60 right. and we were still getting our doors blown off by people yep. on the yeah because everyone out here it's open desert yeah, yeah it's open desert and that's yeah. kind of what happens out here yeah yeah that's and, the whole and point so of this place. right you know like once we assess the utv we just get in our rigs. It was such an easy trek coming back. We didn't even think about buckling up. Right. You know, I don't even think nobody buckled up. It sounds up. like nobody no, buckled none up of us even did. in the other rig. Hal, I don't know if he was. You weren't. I know Brad wasn't. I know I wasn't buckled up. Yeah, I think nobody Josh, buckled because up. Because literally, if you look across the way over here, it's nothing. Like, yeah. I'm going to take a picture from yeah. where we're sitting. It is literally, like you said, 150, 200 yards tops. Generously 200 yards. Flat ground. Yeah. I, I literally can probably put my Jeep in park and walk away. And not worry about it. Right. I mean, it's that. It's not going to roll. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's. Yeah. Right. So, like, you know, moving back is that we were coming forward, and like Hal had said, there's something that was in front of him. I couldn't see what he saw. And then when he had turned to avoid it, I, I actually saw it in my mind, like in slow-mo again, and I just, I froze. I literally froze up. You know, I probably could have hit my brakes. I probably could have punched it, you know, to maneuver or something, but I just kept going straight 
and then once I felt the ass end go up in the air, I just, I tensed up. Yeah. You know, and, and I can hear Mark, you know, saying, OF. Yeah. You know, which is acceptable. Right. Absolutely. And then, um, you know, once we started, I started seeing the ground and I just closed my yeah. eyes and I took the hit, head bounced off inside a little bit off the roll cage. Right. And then that's when we went to a different roll, um, like a side roll, right. a barrel roll. And I, I just, next thing you know, it, I was like free. Yeah, you like, guys spun I was in loose. the air. Yeah. I like, I was, I got ejected. Yeah, you got ejected. That that you thing know, was like a washing machine. He just spat you right out in the air. Yeah. And so like, I opened my eyes, but I couldn't make out where I was at. Yeah. So I was trying to, like mentally, get, I was like, I'm bearings, like, where is right? this Jeep? But I was like, I was like, oh shit, I'm just going to close my eyes, brace for myself. Right. And then I hit the ground so hard. Oh. And it like it knocked the wind out of well, me. Well, yeah, I mean, you were up a good probably ten feet. See, it, in my mind, I was like fifteen twenty. Like I <laughs> yes. had no idea, right? No, but I mean, think about getting it dropped felt. as dead weight from ten feet and landing on your side or your back. Not like even ready for it. Not ready for it. Yeah, you yeah. were. I mean, you were up. I would say at least ten feet. And like eyes being closed, I don't know when to brace. Right. Of impact, course. Right. So of course. Like, when you're jumping off a bridge or a rock into water you anticipate when you're going to hit because you're paying attention. Right. You also had, it's also fair to say that even though it was maybe 10, 15 feet, you have a lot of momentum behind that too. It wasn't like you just got dropped from a dead standstill. You were actually moving with the vehicle and got launched off that thing. Well, I will will say like when you hear stories about drunk drivers and not that you were under the influence at all, but drunk drivers tend to be really floppy. Right. And they end up walking away from a lot of shit. They end up being in better shape, yeah. The fact that you were embracing yourself on that hit you could have easily broken your arm, your leg, because you were sure. The fact that you didn't know when you were gonna hit, when you were gonna yeah, hit the ground. Something hit the back yeah. of my leg and spun me into a somersault. Yeah, that's, that's probably why I, where you got the injury. That's door. why I was kept talking about my leg. Yeah. Like, I think it was your door or your um, meant or your like slider seat or something. Yeah, yeah something hit me. Um, laying on the ground, it felt like my leg was ripped open oh, or geez. broken. Like, I mean, it hurt that bad. I remember them checking. Was it the back of your you. left knee? It was. Yeah, and I remember, my, I remember and that. that left knee, man. This thing. I already have a torn meniscus, torn oh my ACL. Gosh. That's what that's what Josh was saying and Ryan was saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, out of all the legs that get hit, it was my bad knee, but yeah. it, it took it like a champ. <laughs> but uh, so I you know, seasoned. So just when one I, more, just add to the list, just one when more. I hit, <laughs> I I just like okay, dude, get up. Like that's just my natural sure. instinct. Do right? a I'm do a get, get up, up and do a check, right? And do a, exactly. But yeah. when I started like pushing and using my body weight with my arms, I couldn't do it. Hurt too much. Yeah, and I can hear Brad yelling in the background and now and he's like just stay down stay yes. down and like i'm stubborn of course i mean you told we me all I know that something i'm <laughs> gonna go show that. you like how to do it i and can do it yeah exactly don't tell me not to do something yeah yeah stubborn 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 so um but yeah when brad got there you know he took full charge and then i started going in and out yeah um, my adrenaline was kicking in but i got sleepy Right. I got really tired, and I remember them telling me, like, don't go to sleep, don't go to sleep. I don't know what was going on. And right. come to find out, one of my um, lungs, they thought it was collapsed. Yeah. Right. So that's why they were inducing oxygen on me. They were... And they were listening. They were like, listening to your chest yeah, a lot. It was, yeah. like, honestly, like a movie scene. Like, yeah. It, I mean, this is not trying to make a joke, but it couldn't have happened in a better location because of who was around me at the oh, time. Oh, 100%. I think that the one benefit that we as a group um, have in particular is that um, we're sur- we're lucky to be surrounded by such good, talented people, um, especially people that have kind of that first responder, you know, EMT yeah. training. And at that moment, like you said, because we were only 150 yards from camp and when it happened it was even closer to camp, right? It happened like maybe 30 yards from camp and everybody was here. Right, everybody was here at that time, um, and yeah, Brad was you know thirty feet away from you. Well, it's funny. I, I've been looking up to that guy for so long, Brad. Yeah, um, and just you know, you you always admire people like that, where like they've got so much experience, they carry such a big stick, but walk so softly. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. um, and and they don't they don't go around throwing it in anyone's face. And then you see somebody like that that you know has that skill set, like twenty year Navy corpsman on you army medic on you right but yeah. like on brad's end like somebody like that who, who's who's who goes into like full-on like work mode that's like something entirely different to see and it makes me actually realize how ill-equipped a lot of us are yes 100 for oh, day-to-day yeah. lives 100 um it was but what's what was really funny sorry but it was just like when i came on the scene that's when they were just starting to get the oxygen to you 
and I see uh, I see Brad with his stethoscope like against your chest and I had no idea what they were looking for what they were trying to listen for so all I see is Brad look at the other guy and just shake his head side to side yeah. like in, a, in a negative you know and I'm like holy shit is there like is his lungs filling with blood like is he like not what's hearing wrong? what yeah, he what's, to hear what's... and I, I actually his side to side motion turned out to be like there was no fluid so it was actually a good thing but coming on and being a total fucking uh uh, civilian pedestrian like person like coming into that or just coming into it with no information no information yeah, at you're all. just seeing all and this like, chaos for the I'm first like, time shit he's his, he's bleeding into his lungs he's fucking i saw i saw your face your your blood was like pulling into your eye and off the side of your head so i thought blood was coming out of your eye out of your nose i'm like his, he's got some head like your head looked funny yeah i'm like he's got Clothes a head injury up. he's yeah. got a head injury Clothes are getting just cut up. turns exactly. out your head is already shaped like that naturally so it's like whatever right and i know now oh yeah um, I heard that. but it's like but it's like you got a you weird like dented it. peanut kind of look going yeah but you come into it and you're just like you don't know <laughs> you just don't know and uh and god i i couldn't be more thankful for what it ended up turning into totally you know it like, was it was really incredible to see how like you said right a testament to someone who's got the training and even the the personality type to do that like brad and others of his you know uh, uh, that that take on that kind of duty like it it was it wasn't even a hesitation it wasn't a question it was just on like the second it happened it Muscle was reflex. it was on exactly yeah it was second nature yeah it was he, he hit was, a switch exactly and he was i don't totally even think he person. knows that he hit a switch he just went into it yeah like it just it just happened it was there was zero hesitation running straight at it and it was it was kind of cool to see um for sure but we're glad we're, we're glad that that it looked a lot worse than it was it did i right? mean i mean I, i'm definitely you know i'm still paying for it yeah uh, physically yeah yeah right and, i mean and financially but um i'm definitely blessed and thankful for everyone's help like, yeah i definitely had some angels looking over me mark that could have been you know so much speaking worse. of mark my like, passenger talk about, talk about quiet suffering right yeah he, he, yeah uh, he stayed inside the jeep yeah we, we actually kind of made him stay inside and, just for a uh, minute yeah somebody... well, but i mean he didn't get ejected right i mean he just bounced around inside there right and um but I mean, his his injuries are minor from what he puts yeah. off, as far as I know. I'm like, I, I talked to him, and he's like, "Man, I was out jogging the other morning." Yeah, and I'm thankful for that. I'm Absolutely, like, thank God, that could have been so much worse. I mean, the thing that people a lot of people don't think about is that you guys were in the air, the jeep was in the air. That jeep could have very, very easily landed on top of both of you. Yeah, like you know, there's it could have gone. A, it it could have gone a hundred different. Ways. That could have gone a hundred different ways, and none of them any better than what happened. Much worse, actually. You would have hoped for better, but the but for what it was, I'm glad it worked out exactly, exactly the way it did. Yeah, I think the better uh, outcome did happen. Yeah. yeah, thankfully, this was one of those lessons that was more of a scare than a you know than a, a paying for it with your life. Or well, with, it's or with just. A limb. I mean, for me, it's a huge eye opener. Yeah. Um, you know, safety for one. Yeah, I mean, right. that must have changed. I, I think that's a good point because I think that changed a lot of our perspectives and appreciation for what we take for granted. For seatbelts? Like what we mentioned in the beginning. Yeah, and that, I mean, I'm fully harnessed. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's, and, that's the irony of it all, right? I mean, you have there this are crazy times, setup. And, there, and that's, that's what's, you know, what I'm taking for granted right now is I realize, like, we're out there rock crawling up yeah. in our neck of the woods. Yeah. And I'm 50-50. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest, right? I'm 50-50 because I like to look outside the Jeep. Right. And the scary part is, is I'm more comfortable in my backyard. Yeah. So that's when I'm most You're likely going to hiccup. Exactly. Exact. If I'm on the Rubicon, I'm buckled up. I'm way cautious about my surroundings. But back home, I mean, I can look back now. I'm like, man, I'm actually you, pretty lucky. You take comfort and in, in the assumption that, that you know every square inch of this trail and that you you kind of you know how the vehicle is going to act and where it's going to sway and which way it's going to go and you kind of we kind of take that for granted and that, i know i've and done and that that's Even, just human nature right it is I mean, because i've done do. it with mountain biking i've done it with road biking i've done you know where you're i mean even in a, on a road bike that sounds benign it's like you take risks but you're taking risks against you know three two three ton vehicles right and it's like one of those things makes contact with you even at 20 miles an hour it's going to shatter your leg yeah or you know? it's all it takes is someone to be on their cell phone exactly not paying attention exactly or, like coming over here the wind was really bad yeah and, i mean my hand was on the steering wheel but it still blew me into the other lane exactly that could 100 uh, percent. i've had that happen coming back from williams where i got blown into another lane like completely just pushed into another lane well and part of part of the um taking it for granted comes into the fact that of the size of the vehicles that we drive and the fact that they're built on like basically a roll cage inside like the 
the cabin. Right. It, like you have an aftermarket roll cage, but Jeeps by nature have a roll cage within them already kind of built out. And you think, oh, you're just safe. They're just so big. And like, you know, what's going to, what's going to happen, right? Like what could happen? And you don't, you don't know until you know, you don't know right. until you go through it and you experience it and you, and you kind of get the first hand either being the person who it happens to or seeing a close friend of yours, like go through it. Right. You're like, Oh shit, actually a lot could happen. Yeah. I mean that, I mean, speaking of cages and safety, I mean that, that cage took a, a, hell of good, a, beating, a right? good blow. Was that cage straight? So it was straight, right? That, there's nothing wrong right? with that jet. That's what cage. I thought. Wow. That's what only, I thought. It looked straight when, it, when, we, when we flipped it back over. There was two parts on it where my windshield ties into the upper part of the cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's two tabs and they just bent down. Right. So how and they're just tabs, yeah. Yeah, Hal's already, you know, we all looked at it. He's already come up with an idea how we're going to pull them back out. Um, we inspected all the welds. Nothing wow. wrong. Like and everything straight. Everything straight. And yeah. there's as a difference. Know, yeah, there's a big difference between a between toppling over and going in the air and dropping on the cage. Right. Like, and yeah. I think that's 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 awesome. Yeah, how's I mean, it? How's it? Uh, actually, sorry, not to to segue too hard, but how's it been for Kayla? Like your wife was on scene with you. Oh my gosh! Did she see it happen? Like was she here so standing here when it when happened? I went in the air? Like I, I had mentioned, it was like slow mo, like yeah. Matrix style, right? I can actually hear her in the background yelling, "No, no, no, no!" So oh my gosh! So I heard that as I was in the air. I didn't see her, but I can hear her voice. And so, um, you know, pushing forward, she. You know, she thought I was dead. Can we? Can we? No grab, yeah. Can we? Can grab we grab Kayla? Kayla real quick? Um, but back at home, she's definitely she's holding the fort down for sure. Yeah, she's not letting me do so much task. I'm not saying I do it anyways. Right. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's too different for Kayla. But it's 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 definitely hard. I mean, the first week I was home, like she was helping me get dressed. Yeah, I couldn't bend down. I couldn't get my shirt on. Like I was I'm wiping broken. your ass. Yeah, yeah. you know, and we'll talk about that because I got <laughs> let's not talk about. I got that something so to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> all, that's true love, right there. That's all. Yeah. We, that's all we. No, need no, to no. Say. Like so, I, I definitely <laughs> took care of that myself. But it is so foreign. Yeah, you know, cleaning yourself up with your non-dominant hand. Yeah. So I advise everyone to practice. With your opposite hand, because it it's you never weird. know. No, it's weird. I've yeah. had that happen when you've injured your hand. Like, especially again, not to beat biking in the ground, but that's what I do. Um, I I just completely throttle my my wrist, um, and my, my I bent my thumb back to my wrist, so my right hand was like done for a good two weeks. Um, and I had it in a splint, and same thing. I had to use my left hand. You, we take all that for granted. Yeah, you I take mean, for granted e- how easy things. I mean, ta- even when seem. it comes to like eating food. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, it's like it's so like. Can I hit my mouth? Like, yeah. Come on. It's, it's weird, <laughs> isn't it? You're like over here, like feeding your ear. Yeah, it's like so trying to wipe what's your happening ass right now. Like, yeah. Oh my god, like a, am I making you feel a, like mess? a toddler? Like, what is going on? <laughs> no, that's a good so, point, though. We should. So, uh, but yes, being at home, uh, she's definitely been taken care of. She's been dealing with, you know, the medical and right. you know trying yeah. to get all the bills situated. She's definitely been. She's get the the wife of the year award. Yeah. Sure. Before we get too much into the medical side of things, let's uh, get Kayla's quick point of view. On, hey, Kayla, uh, as a third party. Well, hello. Hey, Kayla. How you Hi. doing? Good. Thanks for coming out here with us. Yeah. Kind of kind of eerie, but yeah. Thanks for driving <laughs> the six hours. Eerie, huh? from yeah, exactly. Tahoe. Yeah. yeah. So well, how was it? So how was it when you were standing here? Yeah, walk us watching through. Watching your husband come back, just being normal, Adam. Um. Well, it happened fast mainly because we saw the ATV roll over and UTV. What did I say? Whatever. It rolled. And I'm the type of person that I react really fast. So I was already running to where that rollover happened and all the guys jumped in and Adam slowed down for me. I said, no, just go. I'll walk over there. And then there was like seven vehicles. I was like, well, I don't need to go over there now. But watching the whole thing, it was like a football field's length away and watching the guys all jump in and all kind of coming back and we're just waiting and talking and mingling with everybody here and it was just I tell him it was like a movie yeah um just happened so fast and it's just like a reel that keeps playing so I don't think I've ever ran so fast in my entire life uh to get to him uh and I was yelling but I didn't realize it in the moment until I got there so it's a uh, surreal huh 
Yeah, it's pretty mind-blowing if you think yeah. about it and what could have been and what it is now. It's, it's He's pretty lucky. Yeah, absolutely. That could have been, like we just said, that could have ended so many different ways. And you've been kind of like do, taking on a larger role in general, not just with, with the family and home, but like, I mean, being administrator, right? And kind of mm-hmm. taking on phone calls and feeling kind of a lot of the the crazy web that is our healthcare system. Yeah. yeah. Working those things down. Yeah. yeah. Like that's got to be a, a part-time job in itself in the last, over the last few weeks. It, yeah. Or more of a full-time job. Yeah. Um, I'm a full-time business owner, small business myself. Yeah. Um, be the, you know, awesome wife that I am at home every day. <laughs> and then have this happen. Um, I, I let the ball drop a little bit. We had um, health insurance and our coverage ended in the 31st of January. Oh my gosh. So for fuck's sake. I yeah. have been looking um, for a new company to get insurance through and we left for KOH and I thought, you know, I'll just take care of it when I get back. You know, it's oh it was so much to do. I had all these quotes, people calling me, you need, yeah. you know, medical coverage. So that's a little bit my fault on letting a, that ball drop, but I know everything happens for a reason. I mean, let that be a lesson too. Become wiser and stronger from this for sure. Because you hear that a lot too. People say, "I'm totally healthy. I don't need health insurance. I'm great. I'm fit. I'm young. I'm you know twenty something." It's like it's not for when you're healthy, man. That's kind of that's kind of not what health insurance is for. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, (laughs) learning quite a bit as far as uh, managing everything. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of us learned a lot. I mean, normally when we go out uh, at events and you know we involve a lot of the family members. We never even like consider like their coverage or what they're into or what they're doing. And, you know, granted, we weren't at that point in time like filming or anybody. Nobody was like kind of quote unquote working or doing anything. Um, I just realized moving forward, I'm never going to participate within a community, no matter how much we love each other. If people aren't covered and don't have some kind of means to like take care of themselves, because I don't want that. I don't want to be doing another GoFundMe for anyone. Yeah. I don't want to be involved in that or promoting it because that poor bastard or whoever it was didn't have insurance, you know, and I would do, I would do a lot for you, which we all have come together, I think as a community. Um, but I don't want to ever be in that position again. You know, I, I, I think we take a lot of things for granted beyond just putting our seatbelts on. We take our, ourselves for granted or we think it's not going to happen to me. It happens to the other guy. Like it always happens, yeah, it always happens we, to somebody else. You know? We had this conversation, I think, um, recently. You and I were talking about like insurance plans and checking what, what's covered and what's not, and um, and getting uh, getting search and rescue coverage, right. um, which is getting, nothing, right? Getting helicopter rescue coverage. I think um, I checked after this happened because I always see it every time I do my subscription for um, for Garmin for the InReach. Yep. There's a box you can check, and it does helicopter coverage. And I think okay. You, you guys, this is how ridiculous it is. I think it's like 15 bucks for the year. And oh, that, is that it? I thought it was like... I, I have the inReach. And that covers you for search and rescue and a, and a helicopter extraction. So, so, I, so during the summer, I have, I have the exact same one, It's a stupid right? low number. And um, during the summertime, I go full service on it, which right. covers all that... Uh, I can be in Europe, exactly hiking, exactly, and they'll fly me. They'll fly you out back to the United States. There's a lot of a lot of companies where you can buy standalone. It doesn't have to be Garmin or the company they use. You can just Google it. There's a lot of companies that do search and rescue insurance and helicopter extraction, and even get this, they'll even extract. Some of them will even extract you um, if you're traveling into a country and that country has um, like a collapse of the government or some kind of security threat. They will extract you from that. Via, Civil unrest. Yeah, seriously. It's happened. It's happened to me in Brazil when I was on a business trip where there was a kind of a big uprising with local gangs and the police departments and we were on lockdown for four days, you know, in a hotel. And like they will they will extract you. And so it's it's ridiculously cheap for what you get and it's worldwide. Like they'll mm-hmm. anywhere in the world like, yeah, like they'll they'll recover you. And I think a lot of people also don't realize that a lot of states, um, it's not free. Right. Even California, um, it's not free if a company does it. It's free if the state does it. Even if right? you have health like insurance. Like CHP or whatever. And, and your health free. insurance doesn't always cover helicopter flights. And they definitely don't cover search and rescue. And states like Utah, I think um, 
Connecticut, Massachusetts, some, some other states, a lot of states actually, um, they will charge you 100% of the fee for a search and rescue operation yep. or a helicopter lift out of there. And part of the reason uh, I read this about Utah specifically is because um, they have so many parks and so many attractions that bring people into the state. They can't afford to foot the bill for rescuing everybody. So people, so you, you got to pay it yourself. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, what's right? interesting is when the medevacs came, the one that took Mark was CHP. Right. The one that took you was like a private. It was a private. It was a private. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but that's I why mean, you got stuck with the bill. You know, right. Again, like more lessons learned, right? Exactly. I, I want to touch on this is because we do have that. Right. But I shut it down because, you know, my willing season is done in the wintertime. Right. So I don't want to pay the extra. I know it's only like extra 20 bucks. Right, exactly. I, like I'm still paying like $30 a month still. But in the summertime, I, you know, I amp it up exactly to the full coverage because it was just a we're perfect out. storm. You know, I mean, oh, your wheeling season's actually summertime. Yeah, so yeah. like spring, summertime because I have no top. Right, right. Exactly. So I, I'm not a fan of the mud. You know, the snow's okay to go play with, but we're usually down. That's when we rebuild. That's when we check off our bolts, like all right. of our, you know, yeah. lead lock rings. You're pulling the Jeep apart. And I remember after Sourgrass, you're like, okay, now it's time where we kind of store everything and we See start in the working fall. on stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, we just go to the shop and we just start wrenching. Yeah. Yep. Um. So by doing so, I do, I did, I shut my coverage down. Yeah. And mm. again, it's like. It's just a perfect storm, right? You Insurance know, lapsed, no coverage here. Really yeah. Motherfucker. You know, yeah. Exactly. And that's that's kind of the point that I hope people take away is that a lot of these insurance, these gap insurances that kind of fill in these weird things because of what we're doing, like don't take it for granted that you're, that just because you're, I mean, even here, right, we're, we're maybe 30 miles, not even 30 miles actually, I think as the crow flies, we're a dozen miles from the highway, right? And, but still no ambulance is coming in here. No. And so, no. and I think that's As a matter of fact, the ambulances were grabbing everybody at the Boone, like right where you turn off in the Boone's Road. Yeah, at the street. It's like at the street, that's where the ambulances were pretty much stopping exactly. and picking people up. Like there was no way we were going to get you out there. Exactly. Like, and I think that's yeah, the point, especially right? Especially during, during a, uh, like an event. Right. Like yeah. we got out here today pretty- Even without an event, quick. no ambulances coming and out And nobody knew yeah. if you had a spinal injury, so there's no way that anyone was going to drive you over this washboard. Exactly. Like, I tried pitted, though. Hump I, I tried to deny the flight. I was yeah. like, don't take me. Yeah. Brad's like, I refuse. you're going. Yeah. I'm like, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's the point, right? Is that we take for granted our proximity to civilization. We take for granted that technology is going to save us. And oh, dude, that fails you every time. And, and even if do. it doesn't fail you, right? Even if it, even if your SOS beacon works, you're going to pay for the people that are going to come out to get you. That's true. Yeah. Right. And so if you're going to have the Garmin, get the search and rescue insurance because if not you're just shooting yourself in the foot and when you and when s hits the fan like you're going to be not working so when you get hit with the financial bill after the fact like you're already going to be down and out so that's a good segue let's let's kind of dig into that just real quick is the fact that one thing that people don't realize and i i'm glad you brought that up is and what's happening to you right now adam is you got injured now you're not working Yep. And, and you run your own business. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, you know, self-employed. Yeah. Um, we just, you know, independent contractor right. is what we like to call it, right? Yep. Yeah. But because I provide for myself and for, like, the household mainly, like, we're out, you know? Yeah. No no work, no money. Yeah, exactly. So, no one's paying my workman's comp. No one's paying for right. <clears throat> my stuff that normal people pay for. Like, I, we pay for that on our taxes. Right. So, um you know, you can go into it, file for like um, disability right. through the state and everything like that, which I did. I did sign up for that, um, but I'm still waiting. To, I have more medical visits. But that kind of depends on your income level and stuff like that. Exactly. Too, right? Yeah, so, a lot of variables. And, there. and that's yeah. the thing is that um, you know we're we don't we can't get the covered California right. You know, or the um, yeah, it's it covered California. Is it it's just like nine hundred something? Yeah, yeah, it's just because you know it's based off your income, but yeah, and your taxes and stuff. And you know, Kayla and I are fortunate. You know, we are busy. You know, our businesses they do well. Yeah, um, unfortunately. So unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, well, exactly. Yeah. But it's it, a weird it, system it, for hard, sure. You know, because yeah. if you don't make nothing, especially if you're caught in the middle, right, where you make too much, free, or you make not enough. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's the ongoing talk about California. Right, it is what it is. Um, again, lesson learned. I can guarantee you, moving forward, we're going to be more prepared. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, one thing I want to teach with my group, with my friends, because we are out there. We're rock crawling. We're going up waterfalls, going down hills. But now that I'm thinking about it, nobody in our group 
has the skills as like what Brad has. You know, right. like none of us have. Well, none of us survival will, mode. Like, like you know, CJ, like he's 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 a vet. He's military, but in a situation like that, I don't think he has those kind of skills. Well, I think there's also a good point. Like, I mean, we also have to understand in, in the put world. Put it in perspective. Yeah, put it in perspective is that, look, the average person, the person listening to this podcast isn't going to have that either. Isn't going to have right? 20 years as a Navy corpsman exactly. who that, fixes no, holes in people and but puts holes they, in people. But they, they have classes exactly. just to give you the, the, sure. the bare Definitely take tra- a trailer emergency class and a basics class. We do the same thing at exactly. work. Exactly. Like, like, um, like uh, yeah. KC Camp. Well, field crop. I, yeah, I never the field knew how to work stuff. a tourniquet. Yeah, right. Um, I was so intrigued, and I learned so much from those guys. Yeah. I'm like, can I buy a tourniquet right now from you guys? I have it in my Jeep. Yeah, right? I now know how to use one. But before that, I had no idea. That's exactly. a great plug. I'm going to make a plug right now. You cool with that? Yeah, Let's sure. Do a plug. So, good friends, uh, Mike Glover, Mike Hernandez, and the rest of the gang, uh, um, George, over at uh, Fieldcraft Survival. These guys do ongoing classes in the Arizona and California areas, and I think uh, beyond that too. But amazing classes of you know basic trauma, uh, more advanced courses. Like there's there's you, there's tools out there, and even if you don't go to these guys, go somewhere. There well, are, you can you can also go to Trail Medic. Trail Medic, be there you ours. go. Yep. Trail Medic is going to yeah. Trail Medic is going to be at our camp out for that exact reason that you brought up, yep. and she's going to do she same thing. She's an e, lifetime EMT. It's been her career. Um, and so if you can't, it's whether it's field craft or it's the trail medic, like there's definitely, you have options. There, there are resources for you mm-hmm. to, to learn. And I'm sure if you're not even in range of these people, I'm sure there's others in other, I, I see them all the time and every the opportunity is out there. Exactly. And it's like, it's up to you whether or not you feel compelled enough to go, um, even pursue if it's it, like a CPR class, go like, pursue it. Hundred percent. You know, like, people take for granted CPR. I'm certified. My wife just got certified again the last two weeks ago um, for her cert program. Like, there's there's a lot, and I think people also underestimate CPR. Um, way more likely to happen that you're going to need to do perform CPR versus some crazy um, thing that you'll learn from a, a, a emergency trail um, kind of you know service. CP, I mean, CPR is good. I mean, stopping a bleed. On most cases that you're going to find is not yeah. a difficult thing to do if you have a little bit of training. Yes. If you knew how to use, if you know how to use a cat or a rat tourniquet. And those are, you the, know, those are the two most deadly things. It's not, it's not that difficult, but it is, it's a hundred percent difficult if you have no training. Right. It's 50 to 25% difficult if you have the training and you don't use it a lot. You right. know, like your, your ability of your, your chances for success go up dramatically if you actually just get a little bit of training. That's exactly yeah. right. It's not about being an expert. It's every little bit more that you know is exponentially beneficial, right? And so I think, those, and like I said, like I was saying, those are the two most deadly things, right? Bleeding out and not being able to breathe, right? Those are those are the, the two most likely things that are going to kill you if you get in an accident on the trail. You're either you're not gonna be able to breathe or you're going to bleed out, right? And so learning CPR, keeping, or, you know, and, and recovering somebody, reviving somebody, or, you know, somebody chokes in camp on a pork, but something you know like <laughs> yeah. which happens sure. like you know it, it's it's important that you don't panic and you or know knowing you know in a situation like adam's like you want to immobilize him like, exactly you want to keep him still because you don't knowing know knowing those details to the exactly spine, you know those are like basics one well like for me like i was trying to get up yep and that's why you Brad know but was if i had proper training or if you, i yeah. done classes right you'd know i would have been like okay didn't you just stay down People are coming. As, I heard, as Brad, the victim, you would have been more prepared. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And I, I tried to fight it getting up. And maybe me trying to get up, I could have done more damage. And I think that's important to too. 100%. Because I think people underestimate as a victim um, of one of these things how much damage you can do to yourself. Like I remember listening to a guy who actually at KMC Jeep Bash, I was talking to a guy who was um, in he was in rescue uh, for the, the um, Coast Guard. He does rescues for Coast Guard for the Coast Guards, mm-hmm. and he was saying that one of the most dangerous things that happens with a victim, uh, we know whether they're rescuing at sea or from an accident, a boating accident, is that sometimes they go into shock and they get violent. They start trying to break free from their restraints when they're in the basket or when they get out because they panic, and they'll start swinging and start getting crazy. And it's like it's just not. It's it's knowing when that's happening to you and knowing that you can just calm down and that you're in a safe situation and not panicking, like that. Having that knowledge as a victim can be hugely helpful to saving your own life and letting people that are rescuing you continue to do so. Yep. Yeah, and at one point that did trigger in my mind like Brad is over me. Like, right. Brad is taking care of me. Um, I remember grabbing his arm 
and you know telling him thank you yeah you know when you know my wife's running around everyone everyone's trying to like help out and they can't do anything you know so but brad being there i finally realized okay like i'm in good hands yeah like he was an angel in disguise yeah. you know until other people took over but even when other people came in everyone knew their role right and it was everyone was talking they were checking a mark they were bouncing back and forth um it, it was impressive to see for sure people were were on point yeah like it was impressive how everyone came together and just like it was like this it was almost like there had been some kind of training before but everyone just had little nuggets like Ollie was saying just little nuggets of training that kind of kicked in they were able to leverage even if we didn't know how to do what brad was doing um well, everyone brought. I mean, we knew he, how to assist exactly. and how to stay out of the way. The, the whole situation, though, even from the end, from the jeep getting back on the trailer, yeah, everyone had something to bring to the table. Exactly. Um, my, you know, my friends, they knew how to recover a vehicle, right? Yep. So they recovered it smoothly. I saw the video. Dude, Eric, oh Eric my really gosh, came clutch. Eric was just like on it, running it, like making sure your rig got back on the trailer. I've like, never seen a vehicle flipped yeah. back on all fours so buttery smoothly. Yeah, between between Eric and Josh. Oh my gosh. It was like textbook. Those guys were just it was beautiful. Yeah. It was, yeah, it those, was those, textbook. Yeah. yeah Dual those. winches, two points. And it was smooth. As as possible. Yeah, yeah, it was like, I mean, you could have, yeah, you could, you, you, you'd be challenged to lay a, put, to put a baby into bed softer. Yeah. Like it was... <laughs> So that yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, unfortunate it happened, but I'm actually happy it happened where it did. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fortunate. You for know, sure. that's uh, also a good point of like you know when you go into this kind of world of off road and and getting out there, it really your crew comes in in clutch. Yeah, like, the the people you have around you are like make or break for the success that you ultimately have. Yeah, I, I agree, and that's just in in life. In that's general, in life. Yeah. yeah, surround yourself with good just people. good people. Yeah. Like good people make the difference. I, I just a had this talk percent. actually with one of my good friends, and Did I was you? like, pick five of your close friends that you hang out with, and we all pick up each other's traits, like, or you know, everyone's kind of pick up their weaknesses, exactly. Like fill in the gaps. You know, and we all bring something to the yeah. table. You know, exactly. And, we were talking so, about that too on the way. But up the here. same thing goes for as like off roading. Yeah, like for us, like even sitting here right now, I know what all you can do. I know what you can do. I know what I can bring. Yeah, you know, so it's good. But when you're out there with like the new people, you know, you definitely got to be more cautious. Yeah, sure. as to yeah. what can happen. So, no, knowing your surroundings is huge. Like I said, given the situation, we got comfortable. Yeah, and we did. shit went south real quick. Yeah. But it was handled. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, I'm above ground. I'm talking, you know, I have a huge support group backing me up on this. It's pretty amazing. The good news is that after all this went down, we are when we are dialed to tackle coronavirus. <laughs> Fucking coronavirus. Dude, don't even get me started right now. Don't even get me started on coronavirus. Coming, down, coming down south right now, we're all freaking out what we're touching. <laughs> I went Why? Because we're dirty down here I, or something? Man. <laughs> well, because there's a couple cases out here, right? There is. There's a couple cases. Really? In it. Yeah, San Diego. Yeah. Here in Southern California? So when I was at the trauma center, Yeah. okay, I'm stubborn. I, we, we all know this. People who know me definitely know this. I checked myself out in two hours at the trauma center. Yeah, they wanted me to stay the night. I'm like, I'm not staying the night. I remember that. I'm yeah. gonna go home. No trouble waiting. Wanna... Cool. We were Check. gonna go see you, and Alan's like, Oh no, he's walking out. I had here. to turn yeah. around. I was driving, yeah. and I had to turn but around. But <laughs> with all that being said, they were talking about the coronavirus being there at that facility. Really? They all have masks on. That wow. was like that was like a, well, a month ago. Yeah, yeah. That's they, what were, I'm they were talking you, about here. it. We're, they're just not talking about it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, recently. I mean, not to keep talking about it, but. Now it's like in Sacramento. There's a couple I heard cases. about that. Yeah, a couple cases in Sacramento. So that, those are the ones up north where they couldn't quite identify where how he the got person it. got it, mm-hmm. or was yeah. that the guy in Washington? They couldn't identify that how too. he got it. Yeah, no, there's there's a few cases. Yeah, now. I think we're all going to eventually come across it and and get in contact with it. And yeah, it's like we're rolling the dice now, and hopefully it's as bad as or it's as good as they say it is because it's supposedly it's not super bad if you're in decent condition. If you're, in, shape. If you're in good health, yeah. Um, but who knows? I mean, it's kind of like health insurance. Right? I have never, I have never seen something that too get yeah. responded to in this way, with this level of lockdown, for something that's like they didn't oh, even lock down bad. this hard for SARS. Or no. I mean, and Ali no, and I didn't. were talking about like sicknesses and illnesses that kind of brought us like near death. I mean, Ali was telling me about two, his, yeah, two years ago, I almost his, died from pneumonia. From his pneumonia, yeah, like. I, I, you guys remember when H1N1 was a thing? Like swine mm-hmm. flu, when that was going around like 10 years ago? I got that. Oh, shit. And um, I was in bed for a week straight. Um, it was at that moment 
um, towards the tail end of it when I was finally coming out of it that I realized uh, that flu can be deadly and I see how exactly it can be deadly. I never, ever thought I was going to die from being sick until that moment. Yeah. And I was in bed actually telling my wife saying, I don't know, this could go either way right now. I, I feel like I could not wake up tomorrow from this. And I, I hibernated for three days straight. Didn't eat, didn't drink, didn't leave the bed, didn't even open my eyes. Like I was, didn't exist for three days. And, um, at one point I was like hallucinating. Like she was telling me all this stuff that I was like talking about things in the room that weren't there. And it's crazy. Like, I mean, if, and I think that had a higher mortality rate than, um, than, than coronavirus does. Um, or so they say. So they say We uh, don't know Yeah and But we I mean even then by, by saying it's got a higher mortality rate I think you're only talking about Like three points Like 3.6 to 3.9 Like percentage points Like it's, you're not talking You're talking about You know point three. It's not a lot You know not, not a big difference It's still a scary thought It's still so, scary I mean, And then Ali and I Were doing the math And we said If this was a global pandemic You're talking about 3.6% It was like a 30% Of 6 billion people You know or more Sorry more than that And it, that, that's, a, three, that's a lot yeah, I mean, yeah. like, if it had the mortality rate of other diseases where it was, like, 30%. Yeah, like Ebola. You're, talk- you're or- talking about, like, 1.6 or 8 billion people getting taken out. Yeah, and I said, you know, the problem it's was... Nutty. The problem was something at that scale. Um, what are you going to do with the bodies? Well, that... But I was saying, like, then you have secondary and tertiary diseases because you, you have so many dead. Like, what do you... You can't possibly go through that many human bodies in that amount of time. Like, yeah. it's... That's a lot of people going at once. Like it's that's a scary thought. A scary thought. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, we can get really dark on this, and I, well, we won't. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like it's. I went to the store last night to pick up some drinks and snacks, like some you know vitamin waters and whatnot, for just to be out here in the desert. And man, I I walked by the aisle to pick up uh, hand wipes, clean, gone. I walked by the hand sanitizer, gone. I walked by the Clorox wipes, gone. Can't buy it. Shelves are pick clean. Yeah, when we were uh, traveling down. We stopped at in Bakersfield. Yeah, and I went inside the gas station. And I'm like, I'm gonna go get some hand sanitizer. <laughs> Couldn't find it. Yeah, I literally could not find it. And then I went up to the clerk and I was like, Hey, do you guys sell it here? Because yeah. it looks like you guys don't even sell it. Right. And she's like, Yeah, it's restocked. And she came over and she was blown away. It's gone already. She literally restocked it that morning. Wow. And it was already gone. So she came back out with a new package. And, yeah. You know, we got some, but. It's crazy, and I've been using the heck out of it. Yeah, since I've been in Southern California. Yeah, the L.A. area. <laughs> it's all L.A. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's a scary thought for sure. Yeah, you know it's funny, and it just speaks to human nature. Where it's like nobody's willing to do anything until shit goes down. Until it's too late. Like exactly. Like it's already that's good, really it. It's until already it's good practice of like being clean, being like sanitary, like doing good common practice of like you know not spreading germs or diseases. But no one's going to do it until suddenly they're about to get pneumonia and die. You know, like, it's I mean, it's and that's, like, that's everything. Like buckling up. Right. Exactly. No, that. really, you're right, though. Seatbelts, right? 100%. Like, now, every time my vehicle's in gear, yeah, I'll be buckled in. Yeah. I, I will be harnessed up. Um, just everything, you know, f- make sure the Garmin is fully covered up. Yep. Right? Like, yep. there's just, it's one of those things where it was too late, and I, I'm learning my lesson. Yeah. But... If I learn my lesson and actually go forward now, I'm going to be more prepared. Exactly. Now, if I don't, if I just blow it all off, oh, whatever, that was just a one-time deal. Bullshit. Right. It could happen. And the the truly smart people are going to listen to this and and learn from this versus having to experience it themselves. It it could happen again. I mean, that's just kind of like, um, you know, CCWs. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to take it today. Yeah. Well, I mean, mean, we have them. We never want to use them. Right. Right. But if we ever had to, we... We have them. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, you know, I'll find myself not caring all the time. And it's like, oh, what about that one time where you, you never know? Yeah. You just don't know. Yeah. Same yeah. same exact concept. Yeah. We, we tend to take a lot of things for granted every day. And I, and I get it. We can't live in fear and we can't live. But living, but being prepared is not living in fear. Right. Those two don't have to be the same. They're not, right. they're not mutually exclusive. Um, same thing like, you know, like for example, we're super most benign thing, but you know, you ever wonder why a lot of other cultures don't shake hands? Like they they bow or they you know wave. They don't actually shake hands. They don't make human contact. And a lot of that is especially island cultures like Japan. You know they they bow. China, a lot of major dense populations. And there's there's this theory that the, like a lot of that's developed out of not spreading germs, not spreading disease. 
Like when we handshake, I never looked of, at it that way. Yeah, when we handshake, like even there, there's even there was even a movement like a year ago when um when the when SARS or a few years ago when SARS was going around that they were saying that we should as a business practice stop shaking hands. You know that we should you know take on a different form of greeting because so much. So much disease is that's called the is fist transferred bump. that way. Yeah, no, no seriously, it's called the fist bump. People were fist bumping a lot, and it was and it was kind of becoming a thing of not shaking hands because people can't be trusted to not sneeze into their hands. Well, we're not screwed. Well, I've, got a, I've got a we're new one because we hugged each other when we saw right. each other. Yeah, today. right. <laughs> well, I've got a new one. I call it. I call it the. I call it the coronavirus like high five. Yeah, it's just you just touch wrists. Oh my gosh! You just put the hand back and just touch it. Oh, <laughs> oh, I have a feeling that's not going to catch on. No, <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> Did you know Corona, the beer, has actually dropped in sales? Yes, I saw that. I, I saw that article yesterday. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a funny meme with the mask. Um, the mask inside yeah. the uh, beer refrigerator. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. All the other beers, Coors Light, Bud Light, everything had like mask on. It's such a and PR the Corona total PR nightmare for <laughs> Corona yeah like who took the time of the day yeah to do that I that mean, too it's, it's hilarious that too poor Corona <laughs> oh man oh man yeah so uh, we so, mo- so move, yeah moving forward um, it was it was a hard lesson learned yeah um, I actually I want to I want to make this clear is that um, what I'm going to do moving forward with this is I'm teaming up with my local CHP office I've already made the phone call one of my buddies he's a deputy and I want to go to schools and talk to kids about the story. And um, another buddy of mine, so we're just going to spread the word safety, right? Right, like right. How important it is freak accidents, all that. Um, another buddy of mine is in the sheriff's department, and I'm going to go talk to younger kids that are down in life in their yeah. eyes because I'm taking such a negative situation and I'm coming up with it. You know, right. granted, I'm having help from the community. But that was my like my choice. I could have just like stayed down, right? Let the jeep go, um, let the medical bill stack up, totally. whatever. Yeah. Not go get insurance uh, or better vehicle insurance, you know? Yeah. But so I'm moving forward. I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm going to go out and touch a lot of our community yeah. about this. So that's what I've learned from this. Yeah. I mean, you that's, know, and, that's and the solid. most I can do is talk about it, right? That's Stay solid, right? and that's that really know, is solid. Yeah, something you should do as a person who's gone through something and just kind of like make sure people don't do the same mistake. Yeah, if I can save one to two kids' lives, yeah, from hearing my story, that's gonna make me so you know, job done. Yeah, yeah. like I, I did the job, um, but granted, given the situation, why I'm doing this sucks. Sure, but I feel like it's just my duty. I mean, I'm happy. I don't want to. I'm happy if you if if you come out of this just being a better human, which is it sounds like you know if you're going to give back as a result of this and and find a way to do more for the community, I think that is a win. I mean, and one thing also I think we should cover too is you know I've been working with you and Kayla from the from the start on this, like you know as far as like advice and like how we should like approach it. Mm -hmm. It's that's that's a hard subject. The the GoFundMe is for your medical and that's literally been used for your medical the vehicle insurance was for the vehicle like that got taken care of yeah um the fact that you're part of the community and the community came together to help you they want to see you back on the road right uh that's why we're doing it is i know to you, get you back to where you were i know you've been really concerned about like perception public perception but look i want you back on the road i want you to get your jeep back together i don't think that's yeah i don't think that's taking away from you having your priorities straight because the fact of the matter is it's we want you back on the trail with us yeah that's yeah. the whole and point so i'm of, glad of you're getting things. your jeep back together personally i'm glad you're you're pulling things together and you have commitments to a lot of people that you've made through your activities as a jeep owner and being part of like you know um the sphere of influence in, in right. terms of like the community yeah i mean it's it's neat you know you know and thank you for mentioning that too because that's been inside like i wanted to get that out there yeah um, but I, I still get messages to this day how people are, you know, they're, they're bummed of the situation. And then I hear how I inspired them to get started into the Jeep industry. So exactly. So, I mean, I have a huge backing. They want to see me back out there. They, they love the content that I bring yeah. and the personality I bring to the trails. Um, so yes, I mean, the community, the GoFundMe, everything right. is truly awesome. Honestly, if your sponsors hadn't come on board as hard as they did, and to support you to get the Jeep back together and you suddenly came out with this like fully built Jeep, I'd be pissed at you. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Right? Like, dude, you should have taken care of yourself first. 
But the yeah. fact that your sponsors are coming on board, they're helping you. You're actually being really um, conservative with what you're using, the money that you're getting, and the way that you're going about it. I can get behind that. Yeah. I can support you. I can be like, okay, yeah. Otherwise, dude, I'd fucking drop you from KC right away. Like, you'd be gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact you of know? the matter is is that nobody wants to help someone who's a dick, and you're not a dick. Yeah, you're true. Not, you're not doing yeah. it for the wrong reason. <laughs> well, and that, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you're, I mean, you're, you're being transparent about it, which is which we appreciate, and you know, I think that's, I am. I mean, for, I mean, I think that's just good. just to make it clear, like I have no control over the GoFundMe. Like, yeah, the wife's taking care of that. Yep. Yeah, she's handling the bills. Um, one thing I, I do want to say, and hope everyone can hear this, but because um, I am a nice guy, you know, yes, I've, I have my moments. Everyone does, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, I actually I'm hoping there's a little bit of money left over in the GoFundMe account and we're going to pay it forward to the next person in need. Yeah. Ollie and I have talked about it. Yep. Um, we come up with a good game plan, how yep. we're going to approach it. But that's just, that's me. I mean, yeah. truth be told, I don't think you're going to end up with a lot. No, not at all. you're facing between uh, paying down the medevac, which you did. The helicopter. Congratulations. And, yeah. And then trying to work out these medical bills that you're, you're talking down right now. But yeah. still, that's a lot of money that's going out from your True. guys. True. True. So, at the end of the day, I don't think you have to explain yourself to anybody. Yeah. Because you are doing it the right way. People want to hate. They're going to hate. You can't stop the trolls. Like, you're, you are you are just giving them ammunition if you really try to um, meet them head on. Just deal with it. They're going to be there. Just move on. You're gonna deal yeah. Just move on. Yeah. Like, you're doing it the right way. We support you. We're stoked. Uh, the KC family came together to, like, support you. Uh, me and Frank are behind you. Like, there's a lot of, and you know, if you saw from like the donations, there's a lot of companies behind you. There's a lot of good people. Yeah. Uh, Rockstar Garage. I mean, they yeah. definitely, Nick. Oh, yeah. They, 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 bumped, they pulled, they they pulled together like with 10 other companies. That was incredible. Um, that was awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of people in your corner, and those are the ones who should matter. And I know you're going to get bummed and you're going to feel shitty about the people that are going to call you out or, you know, try to throw shade on what you're doing or how you're doing it. Just keep your head up. Um, let's just focus on what's ahead. Yeah, I think if you if, if that's what you take away from this is, is finding a way to throw shade, then you're missing the point of a lot of things, and you're missing a point probably in your daily life. Well, you probably you have know? nothing better to and do. And so what, what I took out of this when I saw it happen is how quickly the community came together, and regardless if they were companies or not, is the incredible amount of support in this community is is what everyone should take away yeah. is that this is a community of people that look out for each other that care for each other and that care for others and i think that is that's huge yep. like, well and it means a lot to me too because like you said earlier if you're a dick no one's gonna back you up yeah no one no so one cares, yeah. personally like mentally for myself i'm like okay i am touching people's Hearts, I'm making friends. People do see me as this good person. And this community is way too small for you to be a jerk. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't get away with it. Yeah, if, yeah, you, if you're exactly. a jerk in this so community... Like, that just motivates me yeah. to even do that much more yeah. because I'm going to take my normal personality, how you know Adam, or oh, that one dude, and I'm just going to come back bigger and stronger. Right? Yeah. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to spread the word. Um, I'm just going to continue being me. Yeah, cool. All right, all right on. Well, I think we got I think we got it all out there. And yeah. if anybody has any questions at this point, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> hit me up. Hit up Adam. Uh, you got our socials. Yeah, you can hit up Adam at Oh That One Dude. Um, and you can obviously you know where to find us. Oh, you know what else? Um, we've got a new website up. That's right. Come check so, out the new come website. Come check out the new website. It's um, like a Ferrari compared to the old oh, one. Totally. Frank, Frank did a really good job. Thank you. Thank you. I, I It wasn't as hard as it looked. I think I found a, a good solution and it worked out pretty quick, but man, it looks pretty smooth now. I'm, so I'm very happy with it. So much better than the old it. one. Oh my God, the old one was such a dog. Yeah, I was this. a dog compared yeah. to this, but you know what? We we got it dialed and we hope you guys like it. Give us some feedback. Let us know if you want to see more stuff on there. Um, we can get cracking on it. And uh, let's, uh, pay let's, pay, let's pay some bills. So, Casey... Casey. Casey was a big part of this. Yep. Casey, uh, I think the Casey family came together pretty big. Uh, oh, absolutely. Not only in this situation, but in others. Yeah, uh, 100%. They really, you know, it's funny. One thing I noticed is when the shit went down and who was like on the front lines of being around what was happening, the Casey family was like together. They were in it. From the ambassadors yeah. to the employees to everyone there was like people were like holding each other. People were like rubbing each other's backs. Like it was For shading, it providing was shade, providing shade, holding like, up like Frank. And, like and, other people were holding Nick, up blankets. Yeah. yeah, people like. People really Jordan, came together Jordan, yeah. to so even for even for me, right? Like to say a lot. I mean, this. What other big company? The CEO is willing to go to your hospital yeah. and meet you downstairs and yeah. get pizza well, you, yeah. and get pizza. <laughs> you know, when when I was told Alan That's was right. downstairs, I was just like, yeah. That's the like family, I, I, didn't, man. I was speechless. I was That's like, the family. Yeah. Part of me is like, 
God damn it. Why, why is he here? He doesn't need to be here. Yeah. Right. But that's just his human nature. That, exactly. That's his heart. That's his kindness. And when I saw him down there, you know, it's Alan. He's got like three, four pizzas. He's like, hey, I got the whole family coming. I'm like, man, let's let's go back to camp and like let's yeah. just hang out there. Yeah. You did. You went back. You went back to We did. Wow. So anyways, right but I mean, to speak huge of KC, it's, I mean, we throw that word family around a lot, but we actually mean it and we stand by it. Yeah. Like no one is left behind. Um, we come at you with open arms and that's what I love working with the company for. Like it's it's easy. Yeah. 100%. You know, it's like there's like there's demand, but it's not being forced. Like they let you be you and they appreciate it. Like it's just it's hard to explain. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, I mean, definitely. That's it's it's great and you know We're not even going to talk about the lights honestly. I think yeah. we'll leave it there. We'll leave like, it there. That's yeah. the biggest differentiation I think between Casey and other brands is the fact that there is so much focus and time and and love spent on building the community and family. Uh, versus really focusing so much on the product and the technology. Yeah, the product crap. speaks for itself, and yeah. you guys know what you guys know what's out there. It'll light the night up. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Done. Um, the one thing I do want to talk about before we uh, wrap it up is Gear Forward. Yep. Um, we're, we we've got some some stuff coming in. I've got a little collection um, in my in my spare closet. Um, so if you've got some gear, I got some that, too. Uh, yeah. yeah, that you guys want to donate, you can bring it to any one of our meetups. Um, RFD LA, RFD Orange County, and soon uh, next month, kicking off in March, is um, RFD San Diego. Bring the gear. Uh, we'll haul it, we'll store it, and uh, we'll get it to kids in need. You can check out their website at Gear Forward. Um, you can, or you can message us directly, and uh, we can help you find a home for that stuff. Yep. So and there is one other thing too. Yeah. So in the time that you're listening to this, next week will be the campout. That's if, right. If you're listening to it on uh, the week leading up. Uh, you will be getting ready for the big camp out. It blew up a little bit. It, yeah, it got, got a little a bigger, than we, bigger thought. than we thought it would. Yeah, that's uh, not a bad thing. No, that's not a bad thing. We just we that's, just that, that speaks volume. We as long we, as nobody rolls their jeep, Adam. <laughs> as long as nobody rolls their jeep, um, <laughs> there will be no sh- no shenanigans in the yeah. camp. <laughs> I mean, I can like roll up and show them how to do it. No, no, no. no, no. You stay home. No, nope. <laughs> um, we don't want you there. <laughs> we don't want you there. You're a liability, dude. Um, but I. I <laughs> I do want to thank, and the following week after that, we will be in San Diego San for Diego. our first Rick for Dirt yep. event. Yep. Um, and I do want to thank uh, Dead Men Off Road, yeah. uh, Rhino Adventure Gear, and now Off the Grid yep. uh, for kind of coming together and being part of what we're doing moving forward with that yep. in San Diego and potentially beyond that. So we'll yeah. see how that all the relationship goes. But we're really stoked to uh, have some new partners involved and um, part of the, the Rick for Dirt family. Exactly. So on that note, thanks for listening. Check out the new website at rigfordirt.com. I am Frank. You can find me at Trucky McTruckface. And you can find me, Ali, at Kate the Jeep. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.